What's going on, guys? Cool business breakthrough today. I sit down with Mary, a brand new franchise business owner. Uh, she had bought into the Fresh Coat painting franchise, and uh, she wanted some advice on how to scale her business. And uh, really humbled that she came to me. Uh, I thought it was really cool to kind of discuss, you know, how the franchise is helping and some things that she's allowed to do. And a uh, really cool conversation here on how to get really quality employees into the business, the perception that some employees have when it comes to working for a franchise in the painting business, and uh, really just some fundamental uh, principles on, you know, building that foundation, uh, creating some systems in her production, uh, really awesome business breakthrough today. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets podcast. I'm here with Mary uh, with Fresh Coat Painters, and we're here talking about her business and uh, that she just recently started, you said about six months ago? Um, more than like four months ago. More like four months ago. So what did you do before starting a painting business? So before starting a painting business, I worked for the state and um, my husband is the painter. And so he's been a painter for 15 years. And um, his boss kept encouraging him to you know, open up his own painting business, but uh, neither of us have a... What a good boss. Uh, huh? That's a good, a good boss. boss. Yes. So neither of us really have like a, a business background. So uh, that's why we chose to go with Fresh Co because it's actually a nationwide franchise. I'm very, very aware. So, yeah. So then they help us with... um you know, setting up licenses and getting insurance and kind of leading you in the right direction. Right. And they give you some support with, um, you know, hiring and different things like that. So that's kind so of it gets you up and running. It gets you up and running fast. Right. It gets you up and running fast. But then after that, everything is yours. And so <laughs> you yeah. have to, you know, own the responsibility of that. Sure. So what is your husband currently doing? Uh, right now, is he full time as the quote unquote project manager or what role is yes. he taking on in the company? That's exactly what he does. So he is the project manager and he is very hands on. So he's still on the job sites and, um, you know, trying to make those connections with uh, the stores sure. and pricing and going out and getting contracts, um, meeting with people. And so we actually both do that where we kind of split uh, jobs going out and doing estimating. Okay. And then I do a lot of the back work, a lot of the hiring, background check, you know, payroll, all of the other background stuff that is not the actual putting paint on a wall. Gotcha. Gotcha. So where do you find that uh, you guys are struggling? Um, what is an area that you feel as though you feel like could use a lot of attention 
um, that you just can't seem to figure out like what, what that hurdle is? There are actually two areas that I find right now that are a little challenging. One, and I'm kind of in the same boat with America here right now, and that is finding reliable help. Okay. People that are going to show up every day to work, people that actually want to work, um, you know, and it's just kind of a, a overall, I know that I'm not the only one dealing with something like that. I know that it's kind of been with the whole pandemic thing and kind of people figuring out different things or whatever, but finding reliable help has been a struggle. Um, okay. I think I've had a lot of conversations with people that I've interviewed and uh, people coming into this industry, they're like, oh yeah, I have 20, 30 years experience. And uh, then you put them on the job and they don't even know how to hold a paintbrush. <laughs> so that's one thing, but they want the 30 years experience pay, you know, so that's one area. And then the other they want, area- they, want a do they usually want a dollar to a dollar 50 a year. Right, <laughs> yes. And uh, then the other area is the marketing. And okay. how do you get a name out there? Because, um, you know, Fresh Coat is a nationwide brand. And so it's a little bit different. But it's not Apple. Have, right. It's not Apple. And so it works a little bit different as far as um, doing organic searches and things like that on Google. What kind of support are they giving you for marketing, if any? We don't have any support for marketing. So, so you're we were, responsible to allocate your own marketing budget, use your own marketing channels. Essentially, they gave you a brand uh, and you have and you have corporate support, I assume for, yes. what does that corporate support include? Don't they answer the phones for you guys? No, they don't. So we, okay. That's a different um, one, I think. Yeah. So they have different vendors and those vendors offer a group rate per se. Okay. And so we have an answering service that answers our calls, but we have full control of if we want to use them or not, because gotcha. we have, do you like answering the calls? Um, I don't answer all of the calls. I have okay. it. Um, I have it set where certain calls come directly to me, but if they just want to set up, you know, if uh, John is calling in because he wants to paint the exterior of his house, then he just calls in and they do the appointment. But if Sally calls and uh, I have a painter at her house and she's having a problem, then they'll direct that call right to me. Got it. Okay. All right. So that's good. So let's start with, um, with, with, well, I'll get there, but your husband, um, who's he working with right now? Like who, where did you find the people that he's working with? Are they employees or are they subcontractors? They are employees. And Is the, the model, moment, does the model require you to, to, to hire employees or do they allow you guys to find subcontractors? We have the freedom of doing both. You can do whichever one you want. Okay. So you guys do have employees. You have employees? Yes, we do have employees. How many, how many do you have? So during the summer, we had five employees. And uh -huh. then after different things happened, uh, we have now my, my husband and one employee. Okay. So you have one employee. Yes. Um, well, okay. The, you know, technically the company has three employees because I'm an employee as well. Oh, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I think of you guys as yes. upper management. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, right. I, I'm just trying to narrow down um, what we have here. So when we look at that employee, you know, what's their skill set Like, are they, are they independent or are they more of a helper to your husband? 
he is very independent. He's a very, we value him very much because his expertise are true. To Shows up on said. time. He does what he says. Shows up on time. Got it. Yes. Yes. I don't, okay. we don't have to be babysitting him. Uh, we can actually trust him with a lot of things. And so uh, we're able to split the two off if we need to, but we so would rather. That would mean that your husband would be working by himself. And then this gentleman would be working by himself. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. So, um, and at one point you had five. So, at one point so five, can yeah. I ask, can I ask, you know, when you were losing these employees, cause whatever situation, you know, were you acting immediately to fill those spots or did it happen to where it was like, okay, I have five. Okay. One left. Okay. We can still operate with four. Okay. One left. Okay. We can still operate with three. And then now no, you're down to two and then that guy leaves. And then we're down to one. How did that, because usually, was- and I just want to give you well, let me give you some insight on yeah. like my thought process is like, if I have yeah, a system yeah. that's working, you know, if I have, you know, 10 guys, one leaves, I got, I'm filling that one as quickly as possible. So right. walk me through what happened there. Um, so that was kind of a unique situation where we had some um, older high school and college students working for us. And it was already cool. kind of, this is a summer thing. Before I go, you know, back to doing my education full time, which is something that we support 100%. Sure. And they yeah. were workers that were not making your 18 to $25 an they were hour. They're making at 12 to 14. Right. So they're your laborers that are like, yeah. okay, move the ladder, you know, do this. That is on right. this level. So did you have any other, what I call mechanics, like you have here, you know, somebody that's really talented or was it just him? Uh, with a bunch of laborers alongside of him. It was him with a bunch of laborers. It was a, good. It was and how a, did he, how did he do with leading that team? You know, did you let him independently run that crew? Was he, was he able to do that? He was able to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot, you know, like he could never split up into two groups. So it was, it was always just, well, him. yeah, because he had, a, he had helpers moving. and right. right. Because you have helpers. They're very yeah. um, unexperienced. They know how to do a little bit of the work, but they don't, they just, they're not able, you're not able to leave them there. You have to be actively yeah, with them. Of course. Yeah. They're, yeah. And, and yeah, and you should have been, I mean, I know you probably were prepared for this because they were temp, temp, it's like temp labor. Um, all right. Well, let's right. talk about, let's talk about um, one of the things you said earlier about finding help, you know, and that's, 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 that's crucial. Just like for us, you know, we need to find leads to get people who are interested in paint jobs. Well, we got to, at the same time, put enough energy, effort, and money into finding help. That's just like yes. marketing. They actually go hand in hand, right? I think right. you come in with a strategic advantage because you have a franchise name. When it comes to hiring, that's kind of attractive to the average person. Wouldn't you agree to work, work for a franchise in a painting company? Was that, would, would that be something you would agree? Um, it can kind of go both ways. It, it goes both ways, you know, because some people are like, oh, you're a franchise and they kind of don't know a lot about franchises. So I think they don't know kind of what to make of it. So it kind of goes both ways. And then I have other people that have called in and they're like, oh, great, you, you're a franchise. I totally love this idea. And then you have other people that are like, oh, you're a franchise. So, um, you know, what's happening here? Like, why didn't you start your own business? Or, you know, I've sure. had people ask so, me. So. Yeah. I mean, but I would say that, that we have to first identify our labor pool. Like, I think that, you know, you have to look at what you have. 
um, in, in your, in your team, you've already experienced what it's like to find people that claim that they have experience and, and you already experienced that, you know, that it's, it's a dead end because these individuals, they come with their own habits, their old habits, and they have high expectations. And then you're in a position where you feel like you need to meet or exceed these expectations when you're actually the one who is providing a place to work with a corporate structure, with care and concern and and, and, you know, you're just finding the wrong people. Um, so the first thing when it comes to hiring is you've got to create, you know, hiring. There's a word that I like hierarchy. Okay. Hiring and hierarchy. And, and they go hand in hand because you need a hierarchy in order to hire. Um, and when with hierarchy, I mean, okay, I'm going to place you at the top here. So I'm going to draw this imaginary circle up here. Okay. Uh, you're at the top. Can you picture that? Just a circle with your, the first letter of your name up top. Okay. You got a nice yeah. M up there. Now, underneath that is your husband, okay? That's directly below. He's in a circle with an H there for husband. Underneath him is the guy who you claim to be a really good worker, somebody that actually has a little bit of leadership experience, okay? He's that third circle, okay? This is where it gets a little weird. We need to branch out from him and create three little circles, okay? And you've got to identify what the optimal team is, for your painting business. Okay. Some people think that, you know, two people working together gets the job done. Well, for us, we like to do full exterior and full interior paint jobs. So for me, I like to have four painters on every crew. And I think you experienced a little bit of that. Do you agree that that's an optimal way to do a job? Yes. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Cause I think you can get maybe this, the same or more work out of one crew for the week doing a big, doing multiple jobs, than two crews of two, you know, you know, struggling to get their jobs done um, and then feeling burnt out at the end of the week. So those numbers uh, usually exceed if you're working in bigger teams, you get the same amount of work done, but the, the benefit is people aren't burnt out. Now, why I'm telling you all this is really important because you got to know what you're looking for. And this is what I train contractors is, 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 is very simple. Your husband we can't consider him part of the production because he's not. You can't use that as a crutch because he just knows everything. He's been painting for 15 years. It's very hard for him to stay away from the production. Okay. Let me tell you what that's going to do. What it's going to do is it's going to create an environment that doesn't allow the next person to take ownership and to be a leader in that environment. Because as long as he's there, he's going to be talking with the customer making all the decisions, taking on the hard tasks, right? Is that what's happening right. currently? Yes. Yes. That is what's okay. happening. So, right. And it's going to continue to happen unless you convince him otherwise. And the way we do that is to first have a conversation with our project manager and I'm going to name him Joe. Okay. So Joe is our guy that you trust, right? So that's, that's, that's the first fundamental principle of, of business and leadership and hierarchy is to assign somebody responsibility. You've got to be communicating with this person because I believe that this person is the key to fix all your problems because it's not your husband. He's an owner. Okay. <laughs> it's the, it's the person who's going to be in the field operating to the standard of which that you expect. Okay. Now his responsibility is to nurture, oversee and cultivate talent. Okay. He's got three responsibilities as a project manager. Okay. To nurture the talent. Okay. That means essentially to 
nurturing the talent in, 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 in an easy way to understand it when it comes to leadership, I would say is to take somebody who doesn't know much and to get them to a point to where they can produce a result effectively. That's nurturing. Okay. Overseeing the talent is ensuring that everyone's operating to your standard without you being there because you trust that person, right? Correct. Okay. And the third is to cultivate that talent is to take somebody who is nurtured to actually get them to be a leader themselves, right? That is like how you bring someone into a company and create your own leadership. And now you look at it like this, you bring someone in, they learned from Joe, Joe taught them everything he knew, taught them your system, your process, your standard. I'm sure your husband will be there to, to, to facilitate that too. But now you've created another leader. And what you're creating is proprietary production, which means these people were never managers before. They never knew how to paint before, but you took them in and you turned them into your, your, your essential proprietary managers. That is how you grow a, a strong business. Now, again, what you're doing is you're looking for people with experience. Yes, you could run into somebody that checks all the boxes. Great experience, management experience, great attitude. That is near impossible because the chances are that they're already working for somebody or they've started their own business already. Correct. Why wouldn't they? Right. <laughs> okay. So does that kind of make sense? Because what I'm trying to help you understand is what to yeah. look for. Yes. Yes, I'm understanding. So with what to look for, I want to talk to you about what your hiring strategy should be. Because okay. when you hire, it's like marketing, right? It's like you have, right. to, you have to pinpoint what you're looking for. Let me ask you this. If I told you to put out an ad for your business, would you just put out an ad and say, hey, we're painters. If you need painting, let us know. It's too general because they're gonna, right. you're going to come back with, oh, can you paint my, uh, my can you chair? Can you paint my car? Yes. Can you paint my car? Can you paint my, uh, what can you paint my kid? I don't know. Can you do, <laughs> do you do face painting? <laughs> so, right. so when we're general with the way that we, we, we advertise in marketing, we get random results. It's the same thing with hiring. If you're general and you say, Hey, I'm looking for somebody with painting experience. Okay. What have you been getting random people, all sorts, all walks of life, Chances are the only thing that they bring to the table is the fact that they have experience, 20 some years experience. If you got 20 some years of experience and you're looking for a job, what's, what's the issue here? Okay. So that my red flags go up. So what we want to do is we want to first identify what we want. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to teach you marketing and hiring in the same conversation here with okay. marketing, with marketing. What do we do? We need to identify what type of job we want, right? So Correct. we want to identify exactly like, so do you take, do you take interior painting? We take interior painting, cabinets, exterior painting, exterior painting, sometimes cabinets, cabinet. Yeah. Kitchen cabinets. Okay. Or sometimes... So those are the big three. Those are the big right. three. Okay. So essentially the ad would write, Hey, you know, this is fresh coat painters, the newest painting company in this area. Um, we are specialists when it comes to interior painting right? You're targeting a certain demographic. You could be gentle and say, we do interior, exterior and cabinets. You could, but again, you're, you're looking for, if you're looking for a specific job type, that's what your ad's going to say. And that's going to attract people. We only like to perform full renovations where we do the whole house. So if that's something that you're interested in, please let us know. Right? So like you're putting out in a marketing sense, what it is that you're looking for now with hiring, you've got to understand that you already have 
what we call a, a, a mechanic, somebody that knows all aspects of the job. Okay. He can spray, cut, roll. He can oversee the production. You feel as though he can communicate effectively to customers. That's all you need. Now what you're looking for is somebody that has work experience, right? You don't want to bring someone in just out of their parents' house. You want somebody Correct. that's maybe worked in construction or worked in, uh, maybe they work for the garbage company or just showcases that they've worked before in, in a setting. And you're wanting to get somebody who is either in one of these two categories, either they are employed looking for a better opportunity or they're moving into town. Those are the two right now that you can, you can afford to have. You can't afford to have somebody that's unemployed right now. You can't, right. you're, you're, you guys are moving. You can't have somebody that's unemployed. You want to create an advertisement that says, Hey, we have a great opportunity here. That's better than where you're at. Because that's usually when you find the best applicants and those people you will find. So when, when we, when we frame an ad that way, and just so you know, there's no labor shortage. It's just a matter of the fact that the fact of the matter is, is that when people, the, the best applicants are looking for a job, you're nowhere to be found. Just the same way it is in marketing. When your customers in your area are looking for a paint job, you're nowhere to be found if you're not getting phone calls at all times, because there's more than 20 painting jobs happening around you at all times. So you should be getting 20 calls if you were the most present, most well-known painting company in your area. Would you agree? Yes. So they're happening. It's just, you're not getting a share of that. That's the marketing principle behind why you're not getting the phone to ring. And that's a whole separate conversation of how to market accurately. But I want to focus on hiring because that's the foundation. And the thing is, is there's people out there, good people that want to work for someone like you who truly cares, a growing company with a good brand that actually will pay their people on time. Okay. That actually cares about what, it, what are the three that I said, nurturing the talent or, well, I'll just say the two, nurturing their talent and then cultivating that talent. Okay. Those two mm -hmm. things that actually care about that because human beings want to grow. Chances are companies aren't thinking the way you are to come on a coaching session that, that, that you quit your job. You, you, you want a, a better opportunity for your family. You're creating an environment for growth for yourselves, which by default will, will attract people who want to grow and actually care about where they're working and showing up on time and doing the things. So when you're framing your ad, that's all those emotions that I'm pulling out of you right now of like, oh, wow, these are the people that I want. You need to be conveying that in your ad. So it would go something like this, you know, hey world, you know, my name is Mary. I am the proud owner of the newest, most, you know, most advanced painting company in our area. We are looking for growth motivated individuals who are currently not satisfied with where they're working and feel as though there's more to be, uh, you know, attained. We are training people with no experience. Like, and I'm just rattling off the head here, but you get the idea. Right. Yeah. I get the idea. With, get the idea. Is that yes. different than what you were, you've been doing? Yes. Okay. Yes, that yes. is different. And I did think <laughs> about that because I was like, even with the, the employment shortage, I was like, why would you want people that haven't been wanting to work to be employed now? And so that was kind of like putting those things together, but you're, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. There's people out there that are working and we just have to get them to jump shit from where they're working to a better opportunity. And yes, sometimes the opportunity is better with more pay, but we don't want to focus on that. We don't want people jumping ship for the pay because guess what they're going to do? If another ship comes by with more pay, they're going to jump. Right. So that has to do with how you actually 
intake because I think you take pride in that HR process. You take pride in the background check. You take pride in the process of doing an interview. So my process is, you know, first things first, I'm putting out that attractive ad to only get what I want. And then I'm validating the applicant on a phone interview to ensure that they are indeed in alignment with what I was looking for. So a phone interview is going to be the next step. Always. Do you do a phone interview when you have, whenever you get an applicant? Yes. Good. Like a quick, just maybe five like to a, 10 minute conversation. Yes. Just pretty much like your name, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself. And what do you have any strategic questions you're asking on that phone interview? Would you like me to share what I ask? Uh, share with me, please. So if you were my applicant, I would ask you this question. I'd say, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to know what wakes you up in the morning. What, what gets you out of bed and, and uh, you know, gets you motivated to go to work each day. That's a deep question, isn't it? I mean, if you don't yes. have something at the top of your mind that you think about at all times, you're going to fumble around on that question. I've had people tell me, oh, you know, I just, you know, I just want to make money, you know, and, and that's not in alignment with me because ultimately I'll never be able to satisfy you. Like, you know, right. like it's just not going to happen, but I have somebody right. that might say, you know, I, I want to, you know, I, 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 I work every day for my family. You know, I want to, I want to be able to spend time with them, but I also want to be able to provide for them and make sure they have a roof over their head. And I, I want to take, you know, I want to make sure that I'm growing, you know, wherever I'm working and, and, uh, just being a good father. I mean, isn't that somebody that you would consider going to the next hot step of, of the hiring process? Definitely. Yes. So we're, we're looking for potential leaders at the entry level. Now it might not always happen that way, but if we try, at least we'll get pretty close to people that are leaders within themselves. They may not be people that can be leaders of other people. You'll come across those when you're looking for them. They might, they might pop up as they're working for you and be like, wow, this guy's actually taking ownership here. And you might right. think, okay, he's next in line to be the next crew leader. Does that make sense? Like how that yes. intake process and how that hiring process is so crucial. The questions you ask uh, and, and how you interpret the answers. Another one I like to ask is, you know, um, this is a question we ask all of our applicants. Why should I hire you? We have over 50 applicants and, you know, I'd love to know what, what, what is it that you believe about yourself? um, is, is, is something that we would value in you as, as, as the choice here, because we only have one position available and just let them tell you why they think that they should work for you. And I remember, you know, and a lot of this is internal from my experience, but I've always took so much like pride in the place that I applied because like I wanted it, I wanted it. And, and if you're not creating that, uh, that urge to, to give for them to, be them be their best self to you during that phone interview by, by asking the right questions and creating a process to where they feel as though they earned the position, uh, then what you're getting is people that feel like it's disposable. So you take someone through that process. Like you said, you know, you do take pride in a background check or, you know, that phone interview. Well, guess what? You know, when you're asking that, you know, cool. All right. I passed the background check. This company sounds really good because you got to understand what employees really want. And you worked for the government, you said? I worked for the state. For the state. And what were some mm -hmm. things that were attractive to you working for the state? Stability? Yes, right? definitely. Consistency? Okay. Yes. Um, benefits? Okay. Benefits, yes. Like those things? Benefits are variable right now until you grow. That's okay. Okay. But, but those two things, stability and consistency. And uh, professional, like it, it actually had a, had, a, had a standard to it. Okay, I'm working for the state. You know, like it has that 
that feeling of like, okay, I'm, I, I, I'm accomplishing something by getting this job. We can create the same thing in our painting business. It's just a matter of keeping that standard. And it starts with the hires. So like as much as we could go into marketing, like, let me continue my hiring process and then we'll, we'll elaborate. So first step uh, would be that appealing ad targeting exactly what you want, you knowing what you're looking for. You don't right. need anyone with, I just want you to know with the guy you have here, you don't need anyone with painting experience anymore, especially with your husband. I mean, you have right. two very, very talented individuals that could train people to paint. Okay. Like, are, are you in agree? Are you in agreement with that? Yes. Yes. I do agree with that. Yeah. So stop looking for people with painting experience. Start looking for people that are hungry, motivated, and want to learn. And you're going to have a whole different world of hiring pool around you. Okay. Right. So, yes. So, so, so the appealing ad, the phone interview. Now, next step in person interview, you're doing in person interviews. Yes. What are some things that you're asking or saying during the in person interview? Um, what kind of experience do you have? Tell me about some hard situations that you've encountered. How do you um, encounter a situation where the client is telling you as a worker, you know, I don't like this job or something's not good. Like, what are your process? Um, I've asked them, you know, in a situation. Like you've done this before. Did you do any hiring with the state? No, I didn't. No, but I asked them, no I didn't. Um, but I do ask them, like, what is the steps, you know, to painting? What is the priority? What is it that you do first? Um, those are kind of some things that I talk to them about. Yeah. So we're going to have to reframe that because I don't care if they have painting experience. <laughs> so right. make sure that when you're looking, you know, you're saying, okay, how, you know, a lot of it should be personality based. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into the detail because it sounds like you have a really good grasp on it. Uh, what's next steps? So next steps for you, let's say you, you guys engage really well. You have that good conversation. What would happen then uh, if you decide to bring them on? What does that look like right now for you? Um, you would turn in an application and then I would do a background check, check references, and then go ahead and make a job offer. Okay. So I think there's a step that I, I believe would be really important for you to implement. This is called the in-person interview, uh, the working interview. Sorry, it's not the in-person interview. It's the working interview where you actually um, invite them. I have someone in a working interview right now. They're working with us for a week. It's been stated very clearly that this is a trial. This is them coming along on board, us getting to see if they're a good fit. Did they show up on time every day? Have they listened to their supervisor? Have they showcased that they want to learn? I have somebody with no professional painting experience right now working in my company. Um, I had over 80 applications come in within the last month um, because my ad was strategic. It said that I didn't, I wasn't looking for um, anyone with experience. It was about creating the better opportunity. It was about joining a growing fast paced team that, that thrives off of, you know, our employees hitting their personal goals. You know, a lot of these things that the businesses around you aren't doing. Some are, but it's, you know, businesses in general have become so cold and they don't have that personal family touch that you and I are able to, you know, to, to give um, right. that sometimes people feel like they're left out. People feel like they're on their own. So they start to look for other opportunity and that's where you come in. So there's a wide pool of applicants that are looking for that better opportunity and, and you have all the tools to create it. So do that, do that working interview and then do your assessments during that working interview time. I think at that point you'd be able to move forward with a working interview, knowing that references are probably going to come back good. Um, cause you've gotten to that point where you feel good about them in person. You've done your homework, background check, 
chances are will come good if you make it clear that hey we're running a background check if, is there and, and here's a good way to to ask that without saying hey uh will you pass a background check i mean don't ask that is that a question you normally ask that's a question i normally ask, don't just ask because... anymore. what you what you want to ask you want to phrase it like this say hey just so you know we do run a background check on all of our applicants is there anything that you'd like to mention to me that we would see on the background check you know, and it gives them an option to be honest. Mm -hmm. Hey, 10 years ago, I got a DUI. Okay. Right. Thank you for letting me know, you know, um, as opposed to you saying that and then them saying, oh, oh no, I, I won't. And maybe, you know, maybe that could have been a great applicant. He learned his lesson. You know what I'm saying? So again, right. that's a yeah. really good way to, to ask that in a way that isn't like, Hey, if you don't pass this, you're not coming on board. You know, maybe it was something that uh, is a lot, you know, nothing serious, you know, nothing major right. serious. Yes. Know, so just a strategy there was, was all that kind of helpful in, in, in that was helpful. Know? Yes. Yeah. So what other, what other questions do you have about that process? Do you feel like it's something you can implement? Um, it is something. Or? Oh no. Yes, definitely. Because that's what I was telling my husband is uh, we need to get a labor so that there is some help, but we're not paying. You need, you should focus like this is, this is what you need to, you need to write down. Number one, you need to write down, okay, what am I looking for? What, mm -hmm. what skills do they need to have? And right now that skill is essentially just, they, they've worked in some sort of physical environment before they weren't just bagging groceries. I mean, you know, we want, we want a little bit of, we want a little bit of a boost when we, when they get here. Okay. So they could right. have been in electric HVAC plumbing. They could have done carpentry work or whatever. Okay. We don't care. Right. Okay. Homeowners paint houses, by the way. So again, what I'm telling you is, is that anyone can learn how to paint. All right. So, so that's number one. We want to know what we're looking for. Okay. So write that down, what we're looking for. Okay. Number two, we want to know how many of those individuals are we looking for? And in this case, I believe right now you should hire no less than two people. Okay. Now with that said, I believe that you should at least do to get to get two solid applicants that will stay for a while and will really be invested, you need to do at least 10 in-person interviews. That's five interviews for every one hire. Now you could get lucky. The first interview might be a, a home run. Some people get a little demotivated after three people that just don't hit the mark, but at least try to get to 10 interviews um, and then hire two out of the 10. Okay. And you can get all that done. And, and honestly, if you're motivated a couple of days, you know, if you right. Out the right oh yeah, definitely. But where, where do you suggest putting out ads? For We're going to talk about that last. Don't worry. Okay. So, so, so number one, what, what are we looking for? And that's personality and that's skill right now. The personality column, it needs to be filled up. I want someone motivated. I want somebody who shows up on time. you need, you need to write this stuff down because what, what you're doing is essentially you're creating a process and you're testing it out to see if it produces you a result. Okay. Correct. So in the future, you can reference this process. So you don't got to learn it again. You can say, right. okay, I need to hire these, this type of person. Okay. I'm going to go right back to that same ad. I'm going to go right back to the personality traits I'm looking for, what questions I'm going to ask. And you're going to try to duplicate the result. Okay. That is how a business is ran. So that's number two, uh, number three. So we, we decided what we're looking for, how many we're looking for. Okay. And then the number three is where we're going to find this individual, right? That's important. Right. So where are we going to find this individual? Okay. It's kind of like marketing. If we were having a conversation about marketing, you came to me and said, Tanner, I can't find any jobs. Well, I'd say, how much are you paying to find jobs? So my question to you is 
how much are you spending right now on hiring ads? Um, so I haven't spent a lot of money on hiring ads. I've put hiring ads on Craigslist and on Facebook. Okay. So and under, so under 50 bucks. Yes. How much, if I were to, if I were to ask you, how much would you, would you pay for a solid helper? Give me a dollar amount, like somebody that will in two years become as good as the person that you value in your company. If, you, if I could just hand you someone, how much would you pay for it? I, I would be willing to pay good money for that. I don't know. Good money, right? I can't yeah. really put a good dollar. I'd say over a thousand bucks, right? Right. <laughs> Think of it like that. Okay. But you don't need to spend yeah. that much. I'm just saying that you need to come up with a budget for how much you're willing to put your name out there. Remember, great applicants usually run into an issue at work where they feel like they're not appreciated or they just feel like it's time. Okay. It's happening all around you. You want to be present when that need arises. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. It's the same thing when people want paint jobs, it's an emotional buy. So that means we've bet we better be in position and ready when somebody wants a paint job. Okay. Right. That means either being at top of mind with billboards and things and, and signs and cars, but nowadays it's internet traffic. It's where are they going when they have that need? Google is usually the, the, the bet. Okay. So where I'm getting at is where do people go when they want to find a job? Craigslist, you, get, you, know, no, you, you know, where you're going to get on Craigslist, you're going to get experienced painters. Okay. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> so okay. if you're looking for experienced painters, go to Craigslist. That's where they know where to look. That's, that's their train to look there. Craigslist is good. If you're looking for experienced painters, you may get to a position where you get so good at this hiring process. Hey, I'm going to look for experienced painters and just filter out the best one and get somebody that actually has a little experience. You might decide that's a good move. I'm telling you right now, the average working world is going right to indeed. Okay. That's where you should put your money. Okay. Indeed. Okay. That is where people go indeed. And there's another one called zip recruiter, but that's what these websites do. All they do is give people options for jobs. Okay. So you should focus this this stretch of an experiment is that that's what this is. And I think for each applicant, you should assign a budget of $250. So you need two hires. So you should spend no less than $500 on this, on this. I'm going to call it a marketing campaign because it really is. It's a marketing campaign. Right. You're marketing fresh coat in your area to attract talent. Okay. Correct. Marketing and hiring go hand in hand. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So number three, where are we going to find them? So for you, I'm going to sign you uh, indeed. I think that's where we're going to find our two applicants. Number four, very important. How much are we going to pay these people? Okay. So let me ask you work experience, no painting experience. Okay. They want to work full time with you. And I'm sure you, you knowing how you operate just from talking to you, that'll, that'll be easy. Okay might require your husband to remove himself from the, from the job. So the job times go longer just to keep your guys having their hours. You guys will have to discuss that. Right. If, if you don't have the job right away. Okay. Um, what is, what is the hourly amount that you're comfortable paying for that role? Um, so this would be somebody that would, we, we would need to train. And um, so he would not be making in the $20 an hour. I would say more of the, 15 to 17, I would say. I think that's a really strong starting point. I really do. I think it should be 17. Okay. 17. What that's going to do, okay, 
you're mm-hmm. positioning yourself higher than the other options. You know, this is a game of, of war business right. where you got to, you know, give the extra, give whatever it is to get the best talent, you know? Um, so start them at 17. Okay. okay I think. Okay. Um, and that'll get people excited. You're going to get some applicants. If you do this today at 17, put it clear, $17 an hour starting pay, no experience. Okay. And you're going to get people that want to jump ship to your opportunity and pay attention to these people. Make sure that they tell you they want to give their other employer a notice. That's really important. Don't definitely want those types. Oh, no, I can, I can start ASAP. Stay away. Right. They're going to do it to you. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what All I right. think. I'm like, yeah, if that's what you're willing to do, then, you know, are you really trustable? Right. So these are just little things that you learn over time. Like this is what I need to pay attention to because the, the patterns, people, people are very predictable. The patterns are the same. Um, so let's cover our four. What are we looking for? How many of those individuals are we looking for? Where do we find them? How much we're going to pay them? And then if you've identified those to a T from there, it's just your hiring process. Then it comes your training process. And then it comes your cultivating process of taking somebody all the way through this and turning them into a leader. And then from there, you build a foundation that cannot be broken because, you know, I've done it. So I know what it means. <laughs> so was, was this helpful for you today? Very helpful. Yes, it was very, very helpful. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I hope to maybe uh, chat with you again, if you ever want to come back on and, and we can, uh, your progress and maybe uh, discuss uh, another area of business. Yes. Marketing. I love it. I love talking marketing anytime, Mary. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Thank you. You too. All right. See you. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates, It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into drip jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out drip jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.